Welcome back into the living room, everybody. It's week 12 in the NFL season, and I am your host, Mr. Just Right, Mikey Whitesnake. With me, as always, my main man, the three most dangerous letters in podcasting, L E N Lenny. How you doing tonight, brother? Uh, I am living the dream, as I always say, Mike. It's a great life out here in rural Pennsylvania. One of the just most fantastic places to live and talk football. And uh, it's, a, it's an interesting time of the season. Like you said, week 12, this is like an 18-week ske- schedule this year. So we're really starting to settle things down a little bit, starting to thin out the field, you would think. But it's... Still kind of murky at this point, but the the positive of all this picks of NFLs was my record last week, thirteen and two. Oh, uh, I think ah. the best record this season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Tied for the most wins, the best win percentage. I had a thirteen and three record mm-hmm. previously in the season, but the thirteen and two record will give it to you, mm-hmm. making up some ground in one fell swoop. I, I tell you what, Lynn. I was going down the schedule, and I was like, my God, he might get a perfect week. Yeah, I mean. And if it weren't for some complete filibusters. Yeah, the two losses were the Titans to the Texans, which I would venture to say no one no one would the Texans. No one would have went there. And the other one was Chiefs-Cowboys, I believe, and I picked the Chiefs, I think, was my other loss. Uh, if that's not, is that right? Maybe I'm not yes, right about that. Yes, I think that is right. I think yeah. that's right. And that Dallas. game was a complete coin toss, you know, um, and – I did probably think the Chiefs were playing a little better, but I was actually, if you listen to last week's podcast, which I know everybody listening now has listened to last week's podcast, but if you listen to it, you'll know that I think I said that um, I was picking the Cowboys mostly because I really wanted the Chiefs to lose and to stop their run. So I, there's no way I was going to get a perfect week because no one was going to pick the Texans. I mean, it's just I not, mean, yeah, there's no I chance. Mean, look, kudos to you. Yeah. Probably. I'll take it. Made up three games on Mike that week, so that's big. <laughs> you're 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 scratching and clawing your way back into contention, mm-hmm. more and more each week. Mm-hmm. But this is week twelve. Challenging week this week. A lot this of good is games week 12, on the And you know what? I think it's time that when we stop and give thanks. Yeah, absolutely. This week to all of our viewers. Mm-hmm. Over fourteen hundred of them, as yeah. a matter of fact, from six different countries from 26 different states across the United States. Mm -hmm. We're national, we're international. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in so far, whether it was in episode one, when we were a complete shit show, Mm -hmm. or this is, I believe, episode 28. Where we were fine-tuned podcast machines. Between all of the brands in the living room that we have now, and it's only going to keep growing, by the Mm -hmm. way, and expanding and improving. Mm -hmm. But thank you for everyone who's tuned in between episode one. This is our 28th episode. We'll be celebrating our 30th episode anniversary pretty soon. Yeah, this week it'll be out, I would imagine, at some point. We work holidays. We work weekends. We we do. And I agree with you. We never stop podcasting for the people. I agree, and I I agree with your sentiment. I'd like to give thanks as well. Everyone that's supported us has been great. I mean, all the feedback we get is fantastic. We'll take more anytime. If you're listening on Apple Pods, you can leave a review. You can leave a five-star rating. It helps us out if you do that. If you don't want to do that, you can always email us at livingroomchamps at gmail.com. Send us what you think of the pods. If If you have ideas to improve the pod, whatever, we're always listening. 
But we do appreciate everyone that listens. We want more people to listen. So if you guys can share the pod on Facebook or on Twitter, things like that, it'd be outstanding. Because we would like to expand the crowd because we think we have a pretty good product. We have a hell of a lot of fun doing it. And I think people will have fun listening to it. So hopefully the crowd keeps growing. But at this point, we're happy with it. You know, we're here to serve whoever does listen. And we enjoy doing it too. So it's a good time. And if you want to hit us up, you can find us at LRC Pod on Twitter, Living Room Champs on Facebook, Instagram, Discord. And of course, one of the greatest websites on the internet, www.livingroomchamps.com, mm-hmm. where the autobiography, the unofficial autobiography of Ben Roethlisberger, entitled The Duality of Ben Roethlisberger, will be coming out. Still in the works. Soon, still in the works. The story is not yet complete, especially after his somewhat inspiring performance this last week mm. in a very shorthanded effort against one of the better teams in the AFC, but we'll get to that. Yes, we will. Later, Lena, it's a huge week. It's Thanksgiving. You know, it, we've already thanked our fans. Mm-hmm. We're going to spend time with our families. We're going to spend time with our friends tomorrow mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see some special action coming out of tomorrow night, so yeah. stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a lot of people here actually in yeah, the living room. Full we, house and living room. We might have to bust out the uh, the t- the uh, the TV dinner tray. TV the dinner TV tables. Maybe a card table or two. Card table or two. Maybe a kids, kids table. table maybe. We maybe. might have some children. If there's children here. I room. feel sorry for them. I don't they know why their parents allowed. would allow them there they at all. Not, absolutely not allowed at all. Another. And there's so much happening this week. No, we had an episode a while back called our around Halloween time or. or Top scary movies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Another thing that used to scare me very much as a young child was the threat of an asteroid hitting the Earth and wiping us all clean. Oh, okay. From the face of the Earth. Now, nowadays, that doesn't seem too bad. Right. But back then, a lot of hype around asteroids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today, NASA announced they will be launching a rocket into space to deflect an asteroid off of its path as a test of sorts to protect us. Oh, well, I'm always for innovation. I mean, innovation in the space program is a big, big thing. I know Michael Strahan is set to go into space very shortly as part of the next flight by some billionaire or whatever. I don't even know who. I just read the headline, to be fair, something I don't recommend to people that uh, consume news. Don't just read the headline, don't read the story. But then in that vein, I did do that because I saw a headline that said Michael Strahan's gonna be going into space soon. I did not click (laughs) on it because I really don't give a shit about that story, but Michael Strahan might be the one going to deflect the asteroid. I don't know. I'm not sure. It could have been anybody. It could be anybody. That asteroid might go right between that gap. Yeah. His te- well, he got rid of that, didn't he? No, he didn't. That was a oh, prank. That was an April Fool's. That was an April Fool's. He got me. He got you. He got me. Years later, he got you. Gosh, Let's sorry. bring the guest in. That's right. This is a great That's time right. to bring the guest in. So, it is. And I would like to welcome a, a guy that, you know, when I, when I look for friends and confidants, mm-hmm. okay, I look for three things. Mm-hmm. And it's an acronym I call it ICK. Ick. Okay. Okay. Intelligence. Mhm. Charisma. Mhm. And kindness. Oh yeah, that's a good one. If you don't have all three of those things, I want nothing to do with you at all. 
Hey, that's very good. This guy has all three of those things in spades. In spades, for sure. In spades. Welcome to the show, everybody. And welcome to our good friend, Chris Swizzy, everybody. Chris, welcome aboard. God, I, I wasn't expecting such a nice introduction like that. I generally feel heartwarmed by those kind words. And absolute honor. I've been looking forward to being on this show for so long so thank you for having me absolutely we've been looking forward to having you on the show i uh, i echo mike sentiments chris's uh guy i've known that long a few years now i'd say but one of the best guys i've met i mean just brings so much to the table funny guy uh very intelligent as always and um you know, he, let, he lets me help draft his fantasy football team. He appreciates my knowledge of fantasy football, which I don't know how much I have, but I a little bit, I guess, even though I've retired since retired. I still help Chris as a consultant because he's just a great guy and he deserves it. So Chris is significantly younger than you, Len. Would you say that you've helped groom him <laughs> to the point where he is now a successful fantasy football owner? Yeah, I mean, well, I'll, I'll say this about that. This year, at the draft I normally help him at, I was called into emergency duty because another one of the owners was on a flight. He couldn't draft his team initially. So I was brought in off the bench to make his first, I think I made his first four or five picks. I can't remember how many picks I made of his. But, um, so I couldn't really help Chris at that draft. Chris was very disappointed. He, you know, he texted me early in the season, said that his team was socked and he was 0-2 or something, whatever, 0-3. And I said, Chris, your team's good. Everything's going to turn around. And just today, when I was texting about the appearance, he, he informed me that he's now in first place. So I think, I can, I think Chris, I've let Chris run free <laughs> on the fantasy world all along. Simply incredible. Yeah. So. Now, uh, now, I also know that he took my place in a league that, you know, wasn't one of my mains. Uh, well, it was one of my mains. So I'm, honestly, I just got kind of uh, tired of fantasy football, mm -hmm. really. I, 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 I get easily out. bored and burn out from things. Um, I have a podcast to run now. I have a lot more responsibility on my plate. I just don't have time to be looking at fantasy stuff and it stresses it really just stresses me out i just want to watch my steelers right mm -hmm. so this guy i believe came in and took my place so swizzy have you been representing well are you doing well in uh the, i think it's called what the sanctuary for adult men uh unfortunately not i i did do a good draft job but you know sometimes the injury bug bites you and i got bit a couple of times in that league Ah, well, you know what? You can't win them all. Can't have good years all the well, time. I'm just glad I'm not there. But, you know, the injury bug, it, it's always biting NFL sure. players, right? Absolutely. It's always biting NFL mm -hmm. players. Uh, and speaking of taking a bite, mm -hmm. I think we're all excited to take a big old bite this year. We're going to be, we're allowed to be around our family and our friends sure, this yeah. year. Last year we had the pandemic. It was a really weird holiday corridor yeah, for year, sure. I say for a lot of people. Uh, hopefully this year brings a little bit more normalcy to the world. Agreed. And with that normalcy comes the Living Room Champions Lions. Yes, yes, they're coming. 
As they always do. As they always do. To your Thanksgiving Thursday. So before you dive into the stuffing, which is... Len, what's your favorite Thanksgiving uh, food? I mean, we knew this was coming. This is a this is a staple of podcasting around the globe and every conversation ever. I was just having this conversation earlier today with one of my friends, um, and he was saying that he's not a big stuffing guy, sometimes also known as dressing, dressing right? Depending on what, what, what your school of thought is. I'm pretty old. It was always stuffing for me. I come from a day when it was actually stuffed inside that raw bird's carcass that now has been deemed a health risk by most, I believe. <laughs> and it's been, it's been, it's mostly cooked outside the bird at this point. But I don't care. I've eaten stuff my whole life. That's how you build up immunity to things like E. coli by <laughs> eating stuff inside of raw birds. I love stuffing. I would say stuffing is my favorite Thanksgiving side dish. I am a huge Thanksgiving guy, a very traditional Thanksgiving guy, food-wise. It's nothing out of the ordinary, but I love stuffing. I would say stuffing is my favorite. I, um, I don't agree with you there. Now, with a caveat, with an asterisk, because mm -hmm. I think the stuffing that my mother makes is the best thing she makes, period, bar okay. none, okay. which was my grandfather's recipe. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite food. Subpar, like if you're gonna give me a stove top, I like it. I'll eat it. I'll, I'll eat, eat the whole it. box. Yeah, right. I'll eat the whole box by myself. But it wouldn't come on top if I had to pick a backup. If my mom's stuffing, and I'm sure a lot of, I'm yeah. willing to try it. I'm not gonna write off your 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 mom's stuffing right. or anyone, or or Swizzy's mom's stuffing, no, or anything like that. But something that's come on for me recently that I just can't get enough of is that gosh darn cranberry sauce, man. Oh yeah. I love a good, I'll eat that whole can. As long I'll as it's shaped as a can, I like it. <clears throat> if you're bringing me some real cranberry sauce that someone whipped up, I mean, I'll still eat it, don't get me wrong. But, but I want my sliced out of the shape of a can. I want <laughs> one can sliced into four pieces, <laughs> so I have like a little jello cup yeah. of cranberry sauce. Swizzy, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? It's I, I gotta agree with you guys. It's it's absolutely stuffing, and I think that answer separates Thanksgiving people from non-Thanksgiving people. Yeah, um, and I'm a no. Thanksgiving person too. Me too. I look forward to it every every year. Um, and I'd say a dark horse thing that I enjoy, and it's not what really what you would think of when you think of a side dish, but it's just turkey gravy, because oh, I yeah. put that shit on everything. 100%. My plate's covered in gravy. In fact, half the time, the cranberry sauce has a little gravy mixed in with it. Nothing uh, wrong with that. The gravy is... I mean, it's an essential part of Thanksgiving, particularly any, probably any any turkey-based meal, because while turkey's delicious, and you know there are ways, a lot of the good best turkey is pretty um, juicy and things like that. It's still a drier meat, no matter what, even if it's done perfectly and it has a, a lot of moistness. It's still a drier meat, just the way it is. And you know, mashed potatoes are you know gravy's essential for that. I like graving on the stuffing for sure. I mean, I, I gravy up through the whole plate. It's gravy. So I agree with Chris there. I mean, it's essential. Yeah. The gravy is just, it's, it's, it's a force multiplier. It makes every other, every other side dish better. So in that in and of itself is, makes it rank so high on my importance. hundred percent. Well, I'm just, I'm just glad we all agree, you know, because when, uh, Chris Columbus mm -hmm. came across, uh, I believe on the knee, was he on the Nina? Was he on the Pinta or the, or the Santa Maria? I, I don't remember the, um, White watching the story, but I think that he was on the Santa Maria. Is he that was true? on the Santa Maria. He came across, and I, I think the Nina and Pinta might have gone down. 
Native, <laughs> oh, no. I'm not sure if the Native... I think the Santa well, the, Maria was the... the Native the, Americans the, taught uh, him how to make stuffing. Exactly. The first thing they did was said, if you want to survive on this earth, you need to know how to make a good stuffing, Chris. And he did, and the rest is history, <laughs> exactly. ladies and gentlemen. The only thing that is comparative in history, other than that... And, and the tradition of, of stuffing making mm -hmm. at Thanksgiving and stuffing eating at Thanksgiving is the Living Room Champs Lions playing on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. As They're hosting this year their arch nemesis. Division rival. Division rival. The Chicago Bears with the Red Rocket at the helm. As always, we're going to pass the plate to our guest. Yeah, guest always eats first. Guest always The guest always first. eats first here in the living room. Swizzy, who you got in this one? The Thanksgiving kickoff, the Bears and the Lions. So this is, I'm going to give you a, an affirmative answer, but it's going to start with a punt. If Goff ends up playing Thursday, I think the Lions get their first one of the year. But even just hedging my bet and having to – you know, put my chips on a team, even without that being known, I'll still pick the Lions for their first win of the year. Okay, I like it. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Chris. I'm going to go with the Lions. The Living Room Champs Lions have been playing uh, inspired ball. They, they tied with the Steelers, almost won that one, lost a 13-7 tussle with the Browns last week, had their chance. That was with uh, a gentleman by the name of um, now I forget his name. William White Shoes. Yeah, the quarterback. Who quarterback for the Lions this week? I forget. Um, uh, uh, blah. No, oh, not blah. blah. <laughs> I was hoping it was Blau. It wasn't Blau. It was the other guy. Um, it's something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, he wasn't good. Yeah. No. Goff was not good in the Steelers game. Um, Blau got buried on the depth chart. I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, he might have started last Thanksgiving's game. Blau, I can't remember for sure. He played a little bit here and there. But anyway, the Bears are going fields out David of the Blaine? Was it David, David Blaine? Yeah. <laughs> Something like David Blaine like actually will be inside of Turkey for 24 hours straight on Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's the trick he's doing this year. Um, the Bears. The human are, stuffing. The Bears, the yeah. yeah. The Bears are, are uh, playing without Justin Fields, their first round pick, who has a rib injury. So they're back to the old, formerly reliable. Red Rocket and Andy Dalton. And, uh, you know, this game is easily the worst game on Thanksgiving. I think that's pretty clear. But it'll, I'll be tuned in until I start eating, and I probably won't pay any attention at all. But I like the Lions in this one. Mike, what do you think? Lions or Bears? Well, just like the uh, Nina and the Pinta and Chris's brother, uh, Rod Columbus, I'm going to go down in the boat with you guys. I think, how can I not take? The LRC Lions in this on match. Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. If they're going to win a game, we're Thanksgiving all, we're, all, we're going all in. I'm yeah. not going to go against soup. No. Uh, even though soup isn't typically served on Thanksgiving. I mean, I would. I, I think there's I, a good percent, a good chance that soup's having a team meal that he cooked with his own hands for the team for Thanksgiving here. I mean, they'll probably after the game, they'll probably have a big Thanksgiving get together, watch the rest of the games at Soup's house. Him, I don't know if he's married or not. He might have cooked it himself. Maybe him and his wife will do a collaborative effort. I'm not sure, but I think Soup will be feeding all the lions and I think they'll be feasting on a W. That's right, Len. That's right. And you know what? I hope it happens. Me too. I really so, do it. So what would what would make my holiday complete would be the LRC Lions coming at us with a victory. They played the Browns well. They did. 
played the Steelers well. They played the Steelers well. They played a lot of teams well. They have. They played they're, a lot of games. They're long overdue. They played the Ravens well. Yeah, Ravens. I'm sorry, the, Rave, the Ravens. You're yes. right. I said the Browns. But no, yeah. it was Browns this last week. But oh, earlier, Browns they last week. They played. Yeah, they played. Uh, they played. Uh, they played the Ravens well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, we'll talk about the Ravens later in their situation. But I'm ready for the LRC Lions to take home a W. We're all taking them in a clean sweep. This is not the first time it's been a clean sweep for the Lions in the living room. So let's hope it happens this week for Soup and the boys. Let's hope, Len, there's soup on the menu. Yeah, we always hope there's I think there's always soup. Tim Boyle. Tim, Tim Boyle, Boyle uh, an inspiring 15 for 23, 77 yards and two interceptions were his stats in a tough 13-10 loss. David Block, uh, David Blaine, 13, 13, Tim Boyle. Same I mean, thing. Tim Boyle. Susan Boyle, noted opera singer from America's Got Talent, that was a viral sensation a few years back, probably could throw for 78 yards in the NFL. Tim Tim, got 77. Tim Boyle does not roll. On to the next game, which will be coming on probably about the time you're sitting down with your miserable-ass family who's got all these stupid opinions about politics (laughs) and the vaccine and all this supply chain and all this garbage. You're going to be hearing about it, you're going to be looking forward to it, then you're going to stuff your face, and then you're going to feel like shit for a couple hours. And this game's going to be on during that time. Mm-hmm. The Las Vegas Raiders versus the Dallas Cowboys. Len, what do you think about this one? Yeah, this is a classic nap time game right here, for sure. It's very hard to stay awake for this game, no matter who's playing. Um, the Raiders have hit a skid after their couple wins. When Gruden left, they had a couple wins under Biashia. It seemed like maybe you know they're fired up. That Carr was doing some leadership stuff. Carr has thrown interceptions in like four or five consecutive games now. They have really hit the skids a little bit, and they're in a little bit of trouble. They're going to Dallas to play the other team that you see every Thanksgiving, of course, Jerry's boys down in Dallas. They're coming off a tough loss, 19-9 to the Chiefs, when they just couldn't get anything going against the Chiefs defense that was previously Swiss cheese but seems to have settled in as um, a lot better. They've gotten a lot better. Frank Clark came back, him and Chris Jones wreaked complete havoc on Dak Prescott this week, and the Cowboys struggled. Um, I just think this is a Cowboys win. I feel like the Cowboys are a a better team than the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are going to win this game on the road in Dallas on Thanksgiving. I would expect to see Dak and Zeke eating turkey legs at the 50-yard line after this game. Huge. I'm going to agree with you there, Lynn. I think that the Cowboys are a good team, but I do think they were a little bit... Shook a little bit, frozen by that cold air up there at Arrowhead last week. There, I told you, I, I told you it might be a consideration, and it was. I, they just didn't look a lot of turnovers. A red zone, a couple. Cd Lamb hit his head on that hard ground. Got concussed. You lose him. Frozen soil up there mm-hmm. in Missouri is no good. I'm going to take the boys in this one, though. Too, I just think that offense is is going to overpower uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Swizzy, who you got? Raiders, Cowboys. I'm really tempted to take the Raiders just for one, because I loathe the Cowboys, and two, I wonder how many weapons Dallas is going to be down on Thursday. I don't know if CD will be cleared. I don't know if Amari Cooper will be cleared, but frankly, I don't think it matters. You know, the last three weeks, the Raiders have put up 13, 14, and 16. I don't think they have enough, I don't think they have enough out firepower to win a game regardless of 
who's out for the Cowboys offense. So I'm with you guys. I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, we're all on board there. I think it's pretty clear that these teams seem to be moving in opposite directions. The Raiders are gonna they're finding themselves now in a quagmire in that AFC West with you know the Chargers, the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Raiders all in contention, so to speak. But um, I think the Chiefs are separating themselves a little bit now. It looks like, and the Chargers are just the same team they were with the Phil Rivers. Every single game comes down to one score. They could be up 25 points, they could be down 27 points, and then you turn it on with two minutes left and someone's down seven. I don't know why, but their games always seem to play out like that. So, I, but the Raiders just don't seem to have it. The, the, and I think the rugs lost, which unexpected. You don't expect one of your wide receivers to kill someone in the middle of the season. He well. did. So rugs being out really <laughs> has hurt this team because the the over the topness of his game opened everything up underneath for Waller and Edwards and whatnot. And now you don't have that. They brought in Deshaun Jackson. He hasn't provided that. I mean, it's just tough to rely on someone at that age and that injury history. So I just think the Raiders are in a little trouble right now. And this might be last week actually might be the beginning of towards the end of it for them, I think. All right. So, so far on Thanksgiving, it looks like one of my report cards, all D's. We've taken all Detroit, all Dallas. Mm -hmm. So moving on to what they were probably hoping to be one of the better games. I don't know so much now with Trevor Simeon at the helm, but also the Bills are on kind of a skid right now as yeah. well. We got yeah. Buffalo in a huge uh, ecosystem shock going down to New Orleans mm -hmm. to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome to face the Saints. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, I think this is a bounce-back game. I, I can't wait to see Josh Allen in this dome. I think we say it a lot, but I think this is a get-right. I still think they're one of those top two teams in the AFC. The Chiefs might be coming. The Patriots might be coming. But I still think the Bills are going to be there right at the end. There's too much talent, too much talent on both sides of the ball. I'm going to take the Bills with a win. Down in Louisiana, Swizzy, who you got? Bills, Saints. The Saints are just too dead right now. If they had like one of ten players who are out, I'd be tempted to take them. But the Bills, they're healthy. They've been skidding, underperforming, but I think they bounce back too. Yeah, this one's a little bit interesting. Here, a couple things here. The Bills, I agree. Last week I was touting them as what I thought was the best team in the AFC. Then they go out, they lay a complete egg. And um, they've done that a couple times this year now. I don't know what's happened with them, but they're not even in first place in the AFC East right now. They've been surpassed by the Patriots, which is just mind-boggling if you really think about it at this point. But the Patriots are legit, and they've passed them up in the AFC East. The Saints, like Chris said, hit by injury bug, obviously. And I don't know Kamara's status. Is Kamara supposed to do you know, Chris, is Kamara out Thursday? Kamara is out. He's That's nice on Ingram, too. Ingram as well. So, Because I did see that there was a possibility we're going to see Dwayne Washington in that backfield for the Saints. And the, the Bills' run defense was shredded last week. So this would have been a game where Kamara could have single-handedly maybe put on a Thanksgiving night showcase. But he's he, not there. I believe he got a turkey leg last year. Yeah, he's not going to be there. Simeon is the definition of just a mediocre, serviceable guy. You can plug in there for a game or two, but now it's gotten to the point where he's been in there too many games. I don't think they're going to beat the Bills here. And on a side note, uh, regarding the Saints, they 
surprisingly, somewhat mystifyingly to me, give T- Tyson Hill an extension Incredible. that guarantee- guarantees them $23.5 million with the ability to earn up to $95 million over three years if he becomes the quarterback of this team. I have He's no 31 idea. years old. No, no idea who they think they're bidding against for Taysom Hill's services. I have no idea. They won't even play him at quarterback right now. So what makes them think he's going to be a quarterback? They don't have a better quarterback, really. They could easily have played him already. They haven't even done it. So it makes no sense to me. An outrageous contract, almost as outrageous as the Panthers paying Cam Cam Newton millions of dollars when he should be at home still. So it's an interesting move by the Saints. I don't like it. Bills over the Saints, in my opinion. This is a stupid game. All right, so moving on, I think this is going to be a really good game right here. Yeah. We got uh, we got the Bucks mm-hmm. coming off a W on Monday Night Football. Yeah, needed win there. Coming up against the Colts. And, Len, this was a team we pumped their tires a little bit, uh, just like the Indy 500. Mm-hmm. That's also held in Indianapolis mm-hmm. where the Colts play. Yep. Uh, big win in the Frank Reich Bowl yep. last week. Huge, convincing Mm-hmm. Convincing. Very convincing win in Buffalo against Buffalo. Yeah, Carson Wentz has been more than serviceable this year for them. I would say. Yeah, but he's not the headline about the Colts. The headline on the Colts is obviously MVP uh, candidate Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor. Five touchdown game. Five touchdowns, 170-some yards. Unfortunately, I was up against him in my only fantasy uh, league last week, and he scored more points, I think, than my entire team. Yeah. That's that's Uh, an interesting game. I mean, he's, I think, legitimately in the MVP talk. If this team... uh, If they keep surging. If they can somehow maybe pull out the AFC uh, East. South. Or South, South. sorry. Yeah. I think it's I think it's it's got merit. I mean, this is a guy who was who broke records in college mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, nothing flashy about him in his first couple. He just he's coming to his own this year. You have to admire it. This team is just well coached. I mean, you you go into Buffalo. And, and beat the that Bills team like they did. I mean, this team had a lot of preseason hype. You know, everybody thought their we defense running. We I like Wentz. Everyone was pretty much on them. They came out of the gates flat, terrible. Didn't look good. Looked like they were done. But they, they the season has turned around, and mostly because Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. is an unstoppable force right so, now. So do they? They did they beat Brady, Len, in this game at home? Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, this game right here is interesting to me. A couple weeks ago, I would have laughed at someone thinking they were going to be pick the Colts here. But the Bucs have lost a couple. They won on Monday night. Looks like it's the lowly Giants, but they'd lost two previous to that. Um, the Colts surging, as we've said a couple times. Yeah, before we turned on the microphone, Mike was talking a lot about surges, and he's been saying the Colts are surging. Jonathan Taylor has been unbelievable. Uh, Wentz didn't have to do much this week, but he has been good, uh, good enough. Um, I'm going to go Buccaneers, but I, with a lot of trepids, uh, you know, a lot of trepidation. I mean, I think that this is a tough game, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if Indy wins this game, but I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I'm going to go against the grain here, and I'm going to take the Colts at home. I think Reich uh, gets over on Arians here. I think this is going to be a well-coached. This is going to be one of the best games of the week. Swizzy, who you got? I'm taking the Bucks, and I think it just comes down to the matchup. I like that Bucks defense to get after Wentz, get a couple of turnovers. That defense is really what carried the Bucks last year, especially in the playoffs. And they got Sean Murphy bunting back. Carlton Davis might be coming back. So, 
you know, I think if they get the right game plan, they can take down the Colts at home. Yeah, this one's, uh, this one's uh, yeah, this one's really the way. So it's very interesting. I'll be watching this <clears throat> game uh, with very, very much interest. Yeah, but it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I, I like possibly a Super Bowl preview. Who knows? I mean, it's it's possible. Yeah, They're in opposite conferences, so it's possible. The AFC seems to be kind of wide open right now. If you look at it, I mean, yeah, anyone can pull ahead. It's a it's a multiple horse race. In both conferences, so this one's going to be interesting. However, these next two teams will not be in that race. They Almost will not be facing off in the Super Bowl. Somehow, the Texans won the Bud McNair Bowl last week, the Houston Oilers Bowl, beating the Tennessee Titans. Unbelievable! One of the biggest upsets of the year. Mm-hmm. The Titans were one of the hottest teams in the AFC. Teams Six were called in a row. They had won. They were calling. Everyone was calling them the favorites that are coming back. Here they are again. I mean, yeah. obviously Henry's down, but man, it might be starting to show. Those cracks might be starting to show now because of him being out. Are the Texans coming into it? The Jets? What's going on with their quarterback situation? Well, the quarterback room is infested of, with COVID. It's infested Unvaccinated with COVID. Joe Flacco. They're, already talking, the they're already talking about cutting their, their second overall pick. I Zach mean, Wilson is starting this week. It was named. It was uh, confirmed today. So Zach Wilson started today. Oh, He's not, Zach Wilson's not getting cut. Zach Wilson God, no, no. is the starting no, quarterback going forward. I just but, they brought in his uh, his personal quarterback coach. They had White Mike has coach. COVID. Flacco has COVID. Um, so it'll be Zach Wilson. I'm assuming they'll sign someone or have someone on their practice squad that will be kept at a distance from those quarterbacks to try to have a backup. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. this game is – not interesting in any way. No. Nobody thinks it's I'm gonna, interesting. Uh, for, I'm going to just do it for one time this year, and I'm going to take the Texans. Okay. Guys, who you got? Let's, yeah. let's not waste any more time on this. Yeah, we'll get right to this. And Texans, I'm going to take Texans, too, because Tyrod Taylor's back. Tyrod Taylor's starting. In the games he's played, he has kept them competitive. He is a professional NFL quarterback that can start for your team, period. That's all there is to it. Tyrod Taylor's an NFL quarterback. A lot of these teams don't have him. He does, and I think they'll win the game because of that. Swizzy? I mean, you couldn't pay me to watch this game, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Tyrod Taylor's, so I'm going with the Texans. All right, wow, yeah, I mean, unreal. We've all we all took the Lions. I mean, the Texans we all are, took the Texans. The Texans are two and eight here. They are. You gotta so think. Are the Jets. You gotta think if you have Tyrod Taylor for those other games, they might have. They could have four yeah. wins right now. Yeah, Tyrod is a professional. It's a completely different. I agree game. with you on that. Uh, let's see how it goes. Uh, that him coming back presents its own unique set of problems as well. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's sure to be a barn burner. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more next week. Oh yeah. So <laughs> moving on, Giants coming off a loss to to Bruce and Tom and the gang. They fired um, their offensive coordinator. On Monday night. Yep. He's Jason out. Garrett He's on out. his ass. Where Garrett he belongs. He's out. He's out looking for his next next uh, his next head coaching or. Assistant coach gig. He might be looking for a while. I'm just going to tell you that. Yeah. Uh, nepotism will, will, I'm sure, get him back into the game at some point. We haven't seen the last of Jason Garrett. That's for sure. The Eagles. Yeah. Jalen Hurts looked pretty good last week. Jalen uh, Hurts. Miles Sanders, I think, walked back. by one carry and fumbled the ball and never got another one, if I believe. Uh, Swizzy, are you an Eagles fan? Are you? Die hard. Okay. There we go. I, that's what I thought. 
that's what I thought. So uh, I don't think I need to uh, spend too much time here postulating this. I think you can just tell us Philly's going to win this game, right? Oh, birds. Yeah. Um, that means yes, Philadelphia. And it's not going to be close. Yeah, Mike, I don't know where the one carry for uh, Miles Sanders stat came from. He had 16 carries for 94 yards last week, but um, oh, thanks for that tidbit. No um, I read, he did fumble, <laughs> read today that Jalen Hurts over the last, he did fumble. The last five weeks has the highest QBR in the NFL over the last five weeks, which is a startling stat. I did read it on Facebook. It's possible. It's not true. And it's one of those stories that got planted on me by someone. But it looked like a legitimate source. I think it's legit. Jalen Hurts has surprised the hell out of me. I have to say, I take somewhat of a mea culpa. I predicted on this show that Minshew would be starting by the end of the first month. And now, all of a sudden, the Eagles look pretty good and i actually kind of like the eagles i'm i'm on this eagles train i hope they make the t- I, I think they're gonna maybe make a, a wild card team and i kind of hope they do i sort of like them i like seriani coached at iup my alma mater and um you know whatever that's i mean what the hell do you want the giants to win for they're terrible go eagles i'm with uh chris yeah and i'm with you guys as well <clears throat> you know i think it would be a mistake for philly to give up on hertz uh so soon Oh no, he's he's surging. You know, you, you see, you saw a lot. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers um, do this a lot. They would get a goalie that would have a flash of brilliance. He'd have a bad streak, a rough stretch. They'd give up on him. They trade him. They would start over. Mm-hmm. Right? You like can't Bobby get, Boucher. Right? Did he play Bra- Brian Boucher? Oh, Bobby. Yeah, Bo- you can't trust anything. Those champs are spitting out. <laughs> I mean, I knew his name was Boucher. I Boucher. hate hockey, so uh, to get Brian one Boucher. of the names right is probably good. Brian Boucher. Brian. Bobby Boucher is the linebacker. Yeah, I know. Was, yeah. But I thought his name was also Bobby Boucher for some reason. I don't know why. I actually thought his name was the same as the Water Boy. That's why I remembered it. I think. But the only thing I know, other than Boucher for the Flyers, the only other thing I know is Eric Lindros. Because when he, I remember when he came, he was like the biggest prospect in hockey history. People were like, "This guy's gonna be the greatest player that's ever lived." And he did have a good career, but just concussed he did. far too often. He a lot did. of concussions. Not even drafted by the Flyers. He was drafted by the Quebec Nordiques. Actually, had a good, great, uh, I would say, great career mm-hmm. until he got his block knocked off by Scott Stevens and Darius Kasparaitis multiple times. But I digress. Very much so. I think we're all taking the birds. Yeah. I think we all agree. Uh, you know, let's give. What I'm trying to say is, don't give up on Jalen Hurts. There was a lot of talk earlier this year. I think a lot of Waffle are they going to take quarter. I mean, he's been with so him. up and down early in the season. He was so up and down. He has. Chris can probably comment on this, but he seemed like there was one week I'd think, like, oh, this guy isn't bad. And the next week I was like, this guy's terrible. He shouldn't be an NFL quarterback. Up and down, up and down. But now he seems to have settled in as a winning quarterback. What do you? How do you feel about Hurts, Chris? I mean, Hurts is the kind of guy I want to root for. I love him. I hope he pulls through. You can see where he can't make throws that Wentz used to make, right? Yeah, he's and not like an elite. You love having the guy sure. that can make all the. Yeah, and you love having the guy who can make all these wild throws and stuff. At the end of the day, all that matters is if you can win games. And Hurts is a winner. And the Eagles, luckily, and what what the change has been this year is they started tailoring their offense to Jalen Hurts, and instead of trying to have Jalen Hurts just run an air raid in the NFL. Right. So 
I'm happy with him. I'm especially happy with him to see him in year three because the Eagles are going to have three first-round draft picks. I don't want them wasting it on a quarterback. Right, and you you know you, you could look at Hurts especially as, this year as yeah. kind of a template if, for Hurts. You would want to look at something like Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson, even uh, like a, a pick. You know, the quarterback that was came in as a game manager. Could he make all the throws? Could he do this? He had to run a lot to kind of win games early. But if you give them time and weapons around them, you know these guys are you know weren't playing at the highest level of Division One football because they can't throw the ball. I mean, Jalen Hurts who played at Alabama and then Oklahoma, obviously he can throw the football. It's just a matter of getting him comfortable, and sometimes you've got to take a couple of years to do that, and if you can manage the game in the interim, you get those years to develop, and I think that Hurts' is best it. case scenario, obviously those guys are best case scenario, but somewhere in that vein. And really, this third year is, is you're getting into that make-or-break territory, right? Because you got to start thinking about, you know, is this the guy we want to sign long-term? And look at the Browns and Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I don't think you want to give up on him this early. He clearly has talent. He's clearly a winner. Yes. Like Swizzy said. And like Chris said, yeah, that's the most important Sometimes finding a winner is the hardest part of it all. Sometimes a lot of teams overlook overlook a lot of quarterbacks who just win. Sure, of course. Right? So I'm anxious to see. Lamar Jackson was one of them. Tim Tebow, Tebow, prime example. Well. Prime example. Winner. Anyways, won <laughs> he won a game. He won a playoff game. Ah, very memorable playoff. That's win. right. He did yep, a very, very infamous, unmemorable playoff game that nobody cares about. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. A couple sunshiny teams here. A couple weird teams. The Panthers and the Dolphins. Honestly, I have no clue who to pick in this game. But Cam Newton looks kind of okay. All right. I mean, he made some plays. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. He's back. He's back. <laughs> They're going down to Miami, who's had a couple decent games recently. Their defenses look solid. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a coin flip game for me. This is about two teams that are used to the fun and the sun, mm-hmm. and the Carolinas and the and the and the Floridas. The, <laughs> the, the, the multiple ba- Floridas. The uh, America's. What is it, Dick or Dumpster? America's <laughs> Dumpster, America's <laughs> little Dick, Florida. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, Joe Robbie Stadium will surely be rocking for this one. Uh, I'm gonna take the Dolphins, I guess. Swizzy, tell us who's gonna win this game. I mean, I, I don't have any type of logical breakdown here. Whatever team sucks less is gonna win. The Panthers, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me here, this, you know, I've, every week I say this, I'll say it again. I'm just going to keep saying it every week. I picked the Panthers in the preseason to make the playoffs, I and I wanted them to. They have since betrayed me, and they have stabbed the knife in my back by bringing Cam Newton back and just not giving P.J. Walker a chance to be the starting quarterback here when Darnold went down. I dislike that very much, so now I hope they don't make the playoffs. But McCaffrey's looked better. Um DJ Moore, I love DJ Moore. I don't like Cam, and, and not I, I liked Cam before. I just don't think Cam is really NFL caliber at this point. I know he's going to make some plays and he'll you know throw some big throws and touchdowns, blah blah blah, run around, whatever. I don't think you want. I don't know why you want him in there at this point, but they do. I'd rather see PJ Walker. The Dolphins, um, Tua has looked better. You know, I mean, he's been able to play a couple games in a row without getting hurt. He's. It's sort of like Hurts trying to manage these games to wins with 
I, I think less weapons uh, than the Eagles. Um, so it's difficult. He's sitting at four and seven. I mean, there's going to be some decisions to make in Miami. There's no doubt about about him, about Flores. There's going to be some things to come up. I hopefully they give these guys more time because I think they're okay, but they're not great. Yeah, Waddle put, looks I'd pretty put, good. I'd put Tua in that same situation yeah, that, as uh, it's Hurts, tough. Right? Yeah, they're tough. They're right in their middle. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go Dolphins here. Out of spite because I don't want Cam to win this game because I want PJ Walker back in there. So I'm gonna take I mean, you were so. I mean, you were a Carolina guy. I was, and why, I told Why does the addition of I'll tell you why the franchise is possibly the best player in franchise sure. history? One of them. One, one of them, them for okay. sure. Keekly. Keekly's in the probably there, but yeah, that'll Kim's be another there. podcast. The best players. Steve in Smith, senior. Franchise yeah. History. I mean, there's some there's some good players in that franchise history. Bianca Batuka. Uh, Ray Cruz not amongst them. Ray Cruz <laughs> not one of the best players in that franchise history. <laughs> Um, but Thomas I like, Davis is probably the answer, right? No, that's it. Keekly's best. Tune in in a couple months. We're gonna have the <laughs> yeah. best. We're gonna have the best player, and, and only the Panthers. That's the only history. team we're doing. Panthers history. They obviously have the best starter jacket in history. It was the Carolina Panthers starter jacket? But why don't you like Cam Newton? Well, he I, would again, not wear a starter jacket, I, by the way. Again, as I'd say, can't, he wouldn't wear a starter jacket unless that's what eighty-year-old women wear. Then he would wear a starter jacket, so he wouldn't have one on. Cam Newton is a guy I did like. I liked Cam a lot in his first iteration with the Panthers. I, I did. He, I thought he was a very good player, obviously. And no, through no fault of his own, I mean, they rode him like a, a horse and just pounded him into the ground, running him all the time. He got hit all the time. His shoulder got decimated. He can't make the throws anymore. And it's not that I don't like him. I liked Darnold. Darnold hit a, hit a wall and was terrible even before he got hurt. So I don't even have a problem replacing him. But P.J. Walker started that next game. He played good enough to continue to start. But because Cam scored two touchdowns on two ridiculous one-yard plays or whatever he did, now all of a sudden Cam Newton's a starter after a week. They paid him $10 million, which is an astronomical thing. Nobody's betting for Cam Newton. He's been sitting on the sideline for months. So that's why I don't. I think the Panthers should be a team moving in a different direction, and that direction's away from Cam Newton. Not that he, he, you know, he was a good uh Face for that franchise. Yeah, it's like they it's like they paid him like he never left. Right. It's like yeah, it's like they you know what I mean. And I, I, I what they should have done was sign him to a one day contract to, to retire, retire as a pit. Yeah. <laughs> they should have I know the real answer is you're a big PJ Walker guy, just like you're a big Walker guy on Yellowstone. <laughs> Tune in next month, honestly, for our Yellowstone episode. Full on breakdown the on the episode all seasons. All seasons, all episodes, and I don't like Walker. Spoiler alert. He's one of the worst characters on the show. But not the uh, worst. I'll let you know that when we talk Yellowstone. Yeah. Well, I, sorry, Len. I know you're... I, sorry, Eddie. You're a Jimmy guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's move on, Mike. Tennessee and New England. This is going to be a barn burner as well, I think. Big game here. Big game. So we have... The, it's, it's the Vrabel Bowl. It's the Vrabel right? Bowl, yeah. This is, this is the, the, the master and the apprentice. Mm -hmm. Again... And it's not the first time, hmm. right? We got the, uh, Tennessee coming off a disappointing loss to the Texans, and we got the Patriots, who are surging, mm -hmm. as we said, in Foxborough. Man, I think this is going to be a classic AFC. This is Slug this is going to be this is going to be an a, AFC slugfest. This is going to be a, this is going to be a divisional playoff game or something. You know these teams are probably going to wind up where they're at now. Little news: Adrian Peterson waived today. Adrian Peterson no wow. longer a member of the Titans. He did score a touchdown in his couple weeks there, but that experiment did not pay off. He did. He was not the next Derrick Henry. 
In fact, he was the no. previous Derrick Henry before there was a Derrick Henry. Speaking of Derrick Henry, I think that's going to start to weigh on them. I think Mac Jones is he's 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 starting to fit into that system yes. so well. I mean, he's he might be rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's very possible. I mean, he's he's a winner, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't the most talented. He wasn't the most athletic. He was was he the fourth or fifth quarterback in that first round taken? Uh, I think winner. Was, yeah. How could you have a bigger winner than than, than a guy like Mac Jones, mm-hmm. right? And I think he wins this week. I think the the Pats win it in Foxborough, Swizzy. Who you got in this? This one's going to be good, right? Um, I, I like the Patriots at home. I think they're going to win a meticulous and mistake-free game. Classic Patriots victory. Classic Mac Jones. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's exactly what the Patriots have turned into. They've turned into an old-school Belichick-style team where they're you know minimizing mistakes. Different uh, running back Maximizing week, different, effort, yeah. yeah. And you're getting some different people in there, and you, Mac is just at the helm, guiding, guiding the ship. And um, this is an interesting game. But, um, I don't even, I haven't looked at any records or anything like that, but to me, every time they've played, Belichick has seemed to own Vrabel a little bit. Um, yes. And without Henry, he's going to have even more of an ability yes. to, to hone in on one aspect of the game. You'll see A.J. Brown smothered with double coverage, mm-hmm. whatever they have to do to take him out of this game. Yes. I think Patriots win this game. But I believe it's, I agree with Mike. It's going to be an AFC classic slugfest. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some maybe, possible maybe like six, three halftime or maybe something like that. Maybe some flurries up there in Foxborough. I think both these teams are built for that kind of weather. They are. I yeah, mean, Tennessee a, I'm not, yeah. is built like a team that would play in we're, Green Bay we're, we're or Alaska. We're that first snow game of the year. Yeah, I love, a, I love a, just a crushing snow. I want a crushing snow game. That's what yeah, I, I don't mean. know if we'll get a crushing snow. Oh, yeah, but I love it when you do. When I was used to play bad. I mean, you just turned yeah, that turn snow, snow on heavy. Every game. It was the best. Nothing's better. Every game. Every game. Uh, they might have to plow off the lines in Foxborough. Who knows? Maybe not this weekend, but it's coming. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. We'll have a full breakdown of the first snow game here. So we're all on the Belichick train. And the Both Brave these Bowl. next teams here, Mike, they've played a lot of games in the snow. They've played a lot of games in the cold. They have. They, uh, the Bengals played in the infamous ice bowl or whatever one of those bowls was called where it was real super cold against yeah. the Chargers, Ken Anderson I'm versus sure there's Dan gonna, Fouts. And there's going to be a lot of ice necessary after this game. These two teams do not like each other. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are punching people every chance they get. They might Very punch, dirty. They might punch Joe Burrow in the mouth, in the jaw, in the groin. Who knows? They're back at full health this week with their biggest puncher of all. TJ Watt is expected to play. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick expected to play. Joe Hayden expected to play. Obviously, they missed all those guys last week. Sure, yeah. Uh, and I think we talked about that. That game ended up being a lot closer than I anticipated. But those guys, Cam Hayward, by the way, is arguably the best player on that defense right now. I will say that. He is having a tremendous season, tremendous career. Mm-hmm. Very underrated player. Mm, right. Very underrated player. Yeah, interior just, defensive linemen don't get a lot of hype just except for Donald. Dominant. Right? Exactly. Hayward he, is very good. He's the next guy. If Donald wasn't in the league, you'd be hearing a lot more about Cam Hayward uh, being that guy. I agree. Hayward's I truly believe player. that. He he his uh, last game he carried that defense on on his back. Luckily, they get some more skill back this week, and I think that puts them over the edge. I'm going to go with my boys. I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. Going into Paul Brown. Or is it Paul Brown Stadium? Who the fuck? The jungle. Sure. The The home of Brian Pillman Jr. And the shitty chili. Uh, Swizzy, 
you got the Steelers or you got the Bungles? You know, I, I like your citations there, the players that the Steelers are getting back. Um, given that, the Steelers' defense being a lot closer to its full strength than it was this week. I think they got the Bengals' number. I'm worried about Joe Burrow getting protected. I'll take the Steelers also. Yeah, this one's uh, this one's a tough one. Obviously, a division route, big game in the division, big game in the AFC wild card hunt. I mean, this is a game that's very important to both these teams. Um, I think there was a good chance. I probably thought coming into the season, neither of these teams are playoff teams, but now I think both of them could potentially be. I do give the Steelers credit; they did play very hard in that in that Chargers game to stay in that game very shorthanded. Um, and I agree with everything you said about Hayward. Hayward, very underrated player, a D line, middle, you know, interior lineman, just don't get a lot of hype. But he's a very good player. One player on that defense I would be very concerned about if I was a Steelers fan is Devin Bush because Devin Bush has lost about seven steps after his injury. I saw a couple Pathetic. swing passes to Eckler. He looks like he's running behind him like I was would run behind Eckler. It did not he's, look good. He's been that way all year, just yeah. low effort. It's it's very concerning. I mean, obviously, he's coming off that ACL. Yeah, I don't think I don't know that it's effort. I think it's honestly physical. Right. And sometimes some players take two it's, years to come back from that, not just yeah. one. So I'm not writing say, him off just no, yet. I wouldn't write him off, but he's not the same player no, right I mean, now. But that's it. for a guy like him who was basically built on his athleticism sure. and explosiveness. It is concerning because he has, he's been a liability. Honestly. The Bengals, on the other hand, to me, are one of my favorite teams to watch this year. I've always been a Joe Mixon guy. He's really, really been good yes. this year. Yes. Jamar Chase, I thought, was the best receiver in the draft. He's, I think, proven that out to be, at least in the consideration. Other guys have had good years, too. Devontae Smith and guys like that. But I really like Chase a lot. I love T. Higgins from Clemson, my guy. And I, I just think the Bengals have a, a really talented offensive team. The line's still a little bit in question. But I'm going to go against you guys. i got to go against you somewhere. I'm going to go Bengals here. I like okay. the Bengals in a close one at home. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, the pit star, Tyler Boyd, might be out for this. I think he's questionable for this one. He was banged up last game. But Jamar Chase, he's right up there with Mac Jones, I think, for rookie of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, both he doesn't have a ton of catches, but he has a lot of touchdowns. Huge plays. Yeah, huge a lot plays. of big plays, right. Yeah, and I think that's what separates him from a guy like Najee Harris, who's also having an incredible year. He just Najee doesn't have a lot of huge plays. Right. Catching uh, a lot of love checkdowns. He's, he's, he's a lot of checkdowns. Five, six yards. But he's uh, looked better as the years went along, like running the I mean, ball. I think Najee's a starter for not, the future. For Najee's, sure. yeah, great, obviously. Not taking anything away from Najee, but he's basically mirroring the prime of Le'Veon Bell. He's doing everything Le'Veon did. Le'Veon was the same way. You're never going to see him bust off a 75-yard run like Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Thomas might do. Right. You know, He's going to get you 5-6. He's going to catch every pass. Most passes you throw to him. He's going to gain positive yards. He's going to move you down the field. Yeah, and he's going to get tackled about 45 yeah. times a game and yeah. just get he's, up and keep playing. I think Najee, yeah, Najee might be up there for the league lead now that Henry's out in touches. I mean, he has to be. Yeah, he's yeah. caught a ton of passes. He's a workhorse <clears throat> yeah. for so, sure. The next game, though. Not one we need to spend tons a Tons of intrigue. Yeah. Uh, uh, they'll surely make a documentary about this one in the future. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Jaguars at home. I just feel like I'm taking all these weird teams I would never take before this week. Len, I know who you're going to take. Yeah, I mean, anytime I have a, a chance to pick the Jaguars in a game that they're at least conceivably 
able to win, like a game against a shit team like the Falcons, I'm going to take the Jaguars. I've taken them against teams that have no chance of winning, so I'm certainly going to take them in these games against shithole teams. Go Jags. Trevor Lawrence has not been great. He will be great. Mark my words. He will be a great NFL quarterback. Great. G-R-E-A-T. All caps. Mark it down. From the living room champs. Well, at least from one of them. Jags over the Falcons. Chris, what do you think, buddy? Well, I mean, I haven't been the odd man out once today, so I'll, uh, I think this is an appropriate time to do it. I'll go with the Falcons in this game of the week. Okay, yeah. you got to pick your spots. That's a good this, job picking your spots. I think this would be uh, Romo and Nance will probably be at this one. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this one. They'll send their top team to this game for sure. Now, a little bit – now. Lynn, I think you called it a quagmire mm-hmm. earlier in the AFC West. Absolutely. And this is going to be a quagmire-type game. We got the fancy boys from Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. Los Angeles area, in their fancy stadium, and their fancy young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler, what do you – Eckler, four touchdowns or three? Four. He had four, four touchdowns. Yes. It, it just happened to be overshadowed by – JTT's five. Mm-hmm. Incredible game. Incredible season. Yeah. He's having Bosa, big game. Uh, everything's sexy right now for Los Angeles. They're going up a mile. Yeah. Mile high, mm-hmm. to be specific. To face a guy who wears two gloves no matter what time of the year it is. That's right. Denver is really weird. It might be 80 degrees there right now, or it could be. 20 below zero. Who I, knows? I think Chris was he, he has a vacation home. It was lovely today. Oh, lovely. Okay. One of his several homes located in Denver. So he knows the weather there <laughs> like the back of his hands. Oh, good to know. So there you have it. Actually, interest, interesting factoid, and I don't know how far this dates back, but this has been the the latest that we have yet to have snow in Denver. And that wow. obviously doesn't go back to like, you know, all of time. I don't know the when they started Almanac. keeping track of it. But. Have you read the Farmer's Almanac to see what the date, the latest date was? I think they have. They'll have it recorded I, for sure. I did. My lovely wife just pointed that out to me today that we, we broke the record of, you know, latest snowfall today. Well, I'm glad to know that wow. she's a weather person. Tell her from the bottom of my heart, weather is Deep fake. It's fake. Stop following it. <laughs> Nothing's real about weather. You tell her I say that with love from me. <laughs> There's snow somewhere in that area right now. <laughs> up in the peaks. Up in the peaks. I mean, yeah, I've been there. Peak. I've been there. I've been there in the dead of summer visiting my brother-in-law. We went to the top. Yeah. The top of the top. Yeah. And it was snowing up there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Santa Claus lives up there somewhere. But it's getting to be that time of year, too. And you know, that, that, you know. The old, the old guy, old Santa Claus, is coming around, right? Mm-hmm. And I know our boy Jerry's is hoping to get visited by old Santa Claus. And I'm going with a hunch here. Just based on the weather report we got from our fantastic correspondent, Chris Swizzy. <laughs> I'm going to go with Herbie and the Sunshine Boys here okay. on this one. Because the weather's not going to be that much of a factor. Denver's really kind of overrated unless it's snowing and shitty. And if it's not going to be snowed and shitty, if they're breaking records for heat out there this time of year, well, that's going to play right in the hand of Herbie and boys. I'm going to take the bolts in this one. Swizz, what do you think? I mean, there's no reason to take the Broncos, but I'm taking them anyway because this is just one of those dumb games that they okay. win. Yeah, I get you. 
Yeah, this there's a couple things I like about Denver here. It doesn't really have anything to do with football, but there's a couple things I like in general. One, Chris lives there. That's good. Two, their love of green chili, hatch green chili. I'm also a lover of green chili from my time in New Mexico. And three, every time... I used to watch The Price is Right. It's been a long time, but back in the day when Barker still hosted, I used to watch The Price is Right a lot. Oh, I know where you're going with this. And when they the would best bring game out ever. the best game of best game ever been. <laughs> That's right. They bring out the mountain climber. He climbs up there based on your your decision to how much a box of rice a costs. He moves up that <laughs> up that mountain, and there's that peak up at the top. It always reminds me of Denver. I feel like that mountain's in Denver. I don't know if it is, but in my head, actually, where else would it? It be? always was. It's always been there's in Denver. The only, that's the only, there's mountains there. Yeah, that's the only the place it could be. That's, and that's always been my favorite, favorite Price is Right game. Spoiler alert. A lot alert. of people were Plinko guys. Yeah. Spoiler alert. If we ever have the top five most suspenseful moments in <laughs> television or film history, that game would be at Yeah. I mean, when you... Because I held my breath every time. You just never know, man. Those people... And, you know, it's so crazy how the price varies on products in there. You can just get real caught up caught up in the moment. You know, you think a bo- bottle of Dial soap costs three forty nine, but hey, no, it costs six twenty nine or something, you know, and all, you're away off, who knows, it gets you, man. But I love that game, it always reminds me of Denver. All that being said about Denver, I've never been to Los Angeles in my life, but I once went by the moniker L.A. Diamond, and when I was a pro- professional wrestling personality, and I was a uh, high-priced Los Angeles attorney was my gimmick. I was the commissioner of Diamond Championship Wrestling. And for that reason, I'm going to go with the Chargers because if I was a high-priced Los Angeles attorney, I would have season tickets in a suite, the most luxurious suite at SoFi Stadium. Oh, wow. And I would be one of the 13% of people there cheering for the Chargers, while the other 87% were cheering for the other team. But I'd be there nonetheless. So I'm going to go Chargers. I like You'd Mike be, Williams uh, a lot. Modern day Robert Kardashian. Exactly. And I would sign. That was the most logically sound decision making I've ever heard to go from the prices right to your wrestling moniker in choosing that game. I appreciate that, Chris. I have, I, you, can, <laughs> you have to connect the dots somehow. Well, it sounds like we'll, awesome. we'll all be paying close attention to this one as that Yudalehihu guy climbs up that mountain. Will he fall off? Will he not? My fingers will be crossed that that guy is the avatar for this episode of NFL Weekly Mike does a great job picking avatars. I really want him to be the avatar this week. That's right. He absolutely will be. I will guarantee you that. That is the best game, Len. Plinko is a close second. Mm -hmm. Followed by the Big Wheel, of course. Big Wheel is fantastic, obviously. Yes, but nothing is more suspenseful than that guy climbing that mountain based on the prices of videos. Again, when Barker was still there, a huge fan of the putting game when Barker used to sink those oh, putts that, like a champ. Oh, I mean, Barker, yeah. that guy's the man. Be- well, yeah. And the best microphone in the game. In <laughs> the well. game. Drew Carey couldn't hold his yeah. microphone. I mean, he tries to hold it, but he can't no. hold it. No. His hands are, that microphone is also the smallest mic. <laughs> I have to get some of those mics in the studio that's, someday. That's what I want. I always thought they looked like dum dums. Yeah, they do look like a thin lollipop. Yeah, but 
Barker is not the best game show host of all time, though. He is up there. He's a top three. I mean, he's he's certainly probably the most famous. I mean, as far as like tenure and famous and fame, sure, I think Trebek is probably that and Trebek's there, yeah, as, as well. Yeah. But he's definitely in, he's in the mix. Barker, well loved. There are some questions about. Some of the Me Too stuff with Barker, uh, those, all those Barker's guys. beauties. All those I mean, there's guys. a lot of question marks there. Watch, yeah. I'm not going to talk about that because yeah. I just respect Barker too much. I don't want to get into the yeah. negatives about the life Barker it's, lived. Gene Rayburn is the best host of all time. Gene Rayburn? I don't know that. Who do you, what do you uh, host? Match Game. Oh, yeah, yes. Okay. Now, best, Which is the best game ever. But that's uh, also would get canceled. Deep dive, deep that dive. would get canceled immediately. Too. Yeah, that's a that's deep dive. Richard Dawson would get... I'm a big Bob Eubanks guy, and I used to love Joker's Wild when he hosted that. Joker's Wild was good. Yeah, Wake Martindale. Wake Martindale, was obviously good. great. Was good. Not the offensive coordinator for the Ravens. Ra- defensive. Defensive. Defensive, or, defensive, defensive I don't know. Defensive coordinator. Lamar Jackson's the offensive coordinator, I think. Yeah. Uh, Alright, moving on. Uh, we'll have the top game show host episodes. You can tune into that in 2022. <laughs> entertainment Center. Yeah, we're working on that on the Entertainment Center. However, another big game. This was going to be good. Speaking this of is, LA, this is the bucket. You know, you know who used to say. How about that? This actually might be the song for the the intro <clears throat> of the podcast. Randy Newman. I love, I love LA. LA. Of course, it's all LA. it's all LA. It's it's LA Chargers. It's LA. none of them are home at SoFi though, and they're going into Green Bay. Huge weather considerations for this game. Uh, enormous. There's cold fronts moving through the Midwest. I'm taking the Packers just based on that. Swizz, I know you're a big weather guy. You think the Pack are going to beat the Rams I'm out go- of their element? I'm going with the Rams here for a couple of reasons. Whoa. For one, I think th- this game's going to be reminiscent of that Buccaneers game where the Packers, were their offensive line was just decimated and Tampa killed Aaron Rodgers. Elgin Jenkins is out now. I just, for the that, that, yeah. front, that front seven for the Rams is terrifying. I see Rodgers dying. The other thing is, is to remember here, too, is we don't have golf on the Rams anymore. We got Mr. Stafford. Stafford mm-hmm. has had a lot of experience playing up there in Lambeau. Nice. So I think taking those two things into account, going with the Rams. Big point there, Chris. I mean, golf, the California boy, wouldn't be ready for this weather. Stafford's played in Lambeau so many times. He's probably played in Lambeau, you know, 20 times or something at this point. I think this game's interesting. Obviously, this is the Buck Aikman game. Clearly, this is the game of the week on on Fox. Um, Packers 8-3, and three, Rams 7-3. Packers lost a tough one to Minnesota last week. Um, Rams, two straight losses. Um, really were shut down uh, pretty significantly by San Francisco and Tennessee in those two losses. Got to be some concern there for the Rams. Um, but I'm with Chris on this. I'm going to go Rams. Uh, again, I like Donald to wreak havoc. I like the Rams to get right a little bit here. And while I am a notorious hater of Odell Beckham, and I've made my points clear on him, and I don't think he's very good anymore, I do think this is the game you see Odell Beckham get over the top for one. Look for a 50-plus yard touchdown from Odell Beckham. Sounds like Len might be smashing that pick for the week. Uh And speaking of smashes, you can tune in. On Thursday morning mm-hmm. for the Smash Picks of the Week on the Fantasy Funkhouse. Exactly. Which we'll be Matt, Jerry, tomorrow. Listen up. That's Odell right. Beckham wow. for 
Very intriguing. Pl- 80 plus and a touchdown this week. Very intriguing. From I, I, your boy, Len you Biggs. Very, very good, yes. Uh, you know, I don't think he'll thrive at Lambeau. It's, you know, I, I, think, I think Swizzy made a good point. You know, that front seven of the Rams. It's the front versus the front. The storm front moving oh. through the Midwest right now versus the front seven mm-hmm. of the Los Angeles Rams. Which one is going to win? And you're a weather guy, so you're going with the That's storm right. front. You don't believe I don't the weather. Believe so I'm going with the front seven. That's Obviously, right. it's clear. Okay, so I'm glad, I'm glad we have a little differentiation here in our picks. So I look forward to this. This is going to be a good one. Bach Aikman, Lynn mm-hmm. says. This is going to be the uh, America's or the, uh, game of the, game week. Of the week. America's Game of the Week. The Game sure. of the Week. So, moving on. This one Buck, is going to... Buck Aikman obviously be pulling double duty this week. They'll be working Thanksgiving Day. Oh, for sure. Clearly the Cowboys game as well they'll be doing, but... Clearly. Yeah. yeah. Double duty. Never stops working. Buck Aikman. I mean, it's nothing for those guys. It's like nothing. a walk in the park to pull double nothing. duty at this point. Consummate professionals. Mm-hmm. Speaking of consummate professionals, we got Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. and Kirk Cousins going at it. Mm-hmm. Couple so, couple quarterbacks who may or may not be on their teams next year. Who knows? Uh, the Vikings escape the trappings and the uh, the snow banks that have built up at the uh, the Triple H Metrodome mm-hmm. after the roof collapsed last week. <laughs> and the snow that they have there perpetually. They get a break. They get a tan this week going out to the Bay Area. Rice San Francisco's treat. Mm-hmm. To face the Niners, who are, who are looking all right. Both these teams with a couple big wins last week, right? Both these teams could sneak into the playoffs in the NFC. Wouldn't be surprised to see either or both of these teams in the playoffs. Swizz. You think uh, Skull can get into the Bay Area defrost from being covered in that snow at the Triple H Metrodome? Go into the Bay Area, get a tan real quick, and beat the Niners? These these next two that are coming up, I'm going back and forth on. I mean, could they? Of course. I think I'm just going to go with the Niners here. I think they can slow down Dalvin Cook. And I think it comes down to the two-headed monster, Thielen and Jefferson. Like they, they could go off and put them over the top, but but today, if you put me on the spot, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you there. I think Shanny and the boys in the good weather, but defense. Ah, yeah, this is a coin flip for me, but I'm going to take San Fran in this one as well. Len, who you got? Yeah, this is a this is a the definition of a coin flip game here, and it's a very important game in the NFC Pit playoff picture. Both teams five and five. Both teams in a mix of teams that are going to be in the race for that last a lot of the last two playoff spots. Um, I think the difference here is the Vikings are a team that is Jekyll and Hyde. One week you'll get a good Vikings performance, like you did last week. One week you'll get a bad one. Where the Niners were pretty rough early, but have sort of found their footing, and they, I think they've won three in a row. They've looked better. Debo Samuel's been one of the biggest impact players in the league at this point. Uh, I've always believed in Garoppolo as a consummate professional. Also right. a consummate yeah. professional. That porn star that he dated in his rookie year, I think a lot of people think <laughs> she's a consummate professional. I don't remember her name, but she's a pro, I think. So, I, I mean, I personally like the Niners here in a tough one. I think this game goes back and forth. But I'm going to take the Niners. 
Uh, I think they're they're going to be a playoff team now. I, I think the Niners are going to end up in the playoffs. I thought so early in the year, and then but I you know I also thought the Seahawks would be better. They're now a bottom feeder, so the Niners can pick up yeah. and win on them as well. Yeah, I think the Niners are an interesting case study. You know, Garoppolo's done all right. Uh, they're mostly a running team. When's Lance going to come in? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's already made a couple of appearances this year. Does he take over next year? Do they re-sign Garopp? Who knows? Uh, but I do think either of these teams could make the playoffs, but I think the Niners might be more likely to make the playoffs as well. I just kind of like them a little bit better. I think uh, they seem a little more Nick, consistent. Is on Nick Bosa coming back this week? He was on the COVID list last week. Right? I did not know the answer to that. Was, yeah. Okay. Know. Anyways, moving on to a critical game for myself as a Steelers fan in the AFC North. We got the Browns. The beat-up Browns, who barely escaped victory, or barely, barely escaped defeat last week, as well as the Ravens, mm-hmm. who barely escaped defeat without several of their stars. They didn't have Lamar. They didn't have Hollywood. Lamar's sick. Lamar might have Crohn's disease or something like that, Len. Lamar... He's always sick. Yeah, Lamar has some sort he of autoimmune. Bath- he had the bathroom... Problem in a game, a couple, you know. Was he's had COVID year? twice. Twice. Uh, he's he has some sort of uh, autoimmune or something. It seems like to me, or you know, just not not being a doctor. I mean, you should have probably asked William White. She's last week, the voracious reader of medical journals, to maybe diagnose Lamar's uh, illness situation here. Maybe he has Munchausen's by proxy. I don't know what he has. But something's going on with Lamar. He misses games that are weird. He had some chest cold or something this week. Non-COVID related. Um, interesting. Huntley come in. A guy that I did not know was on that roster. I was expecting an appearance by Trace McSorley when I saw he was out. McSorley now a member of the Cardinals. He was signed off the practice squad. But Huntley was not great. Not terrible, but he made some big throws down the stretch and got them down there for a win. And the Browns, Baker Mayfield, unfortunately, I think Baker's a middle-of-the-road quarterback, but he's going to be judged a lot on this season, and it's going to be very meager because he's not healthy. I mean, he's not healthy, so it's going to be a little unfair, I think, to him, unfortunately, because he's gutting it out, which you want your guy to do, but I think he may be better served to take a couple weeks off and then, you know, but I don't think it's going to heal with a couple weeks. So he's kind of in a rock or a hard place mm-hmm. here in this game. So I don't know. Did you, did you make a pick, Mike? Who'd you pick? Or no, he didn't pick. No, no I'm giving okay. it to you. Sir. You're it to me. Though. Okay, I'm up yeah. first. All right, I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm assuming Lamar's back. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming that he doesn't get sick again before Sunday. So I'm going to take Lamar. Hopefully they have him in a bubble. And, you know, kept away from all germs of all kinds. And he'll get a win this week against the Browns, who, again, it's just tough with Baker being in, as injured as he is. I'm, mm. I'm, I think the Ravens win yeah. this one. Yeah, I think it's a real shame. You know, I think Baker's looking for that. He's looking for that, you know, Dak Prescott money. I think it's a, it's kind of a similar situation. Both quarterbacks have shown a lot of promise in their careers. <laughs> a lot more promise than a lot of quarterbacks. Certainly the Browns have had probably the last 25 or 26 of them. Mm-hmm. Very marketable. I mean, he's got a ton of commercials. He's not a guy they're going to give up on. I don't think they can afford to not give him another contract. No. But it's a very interesting case study. It is. But he, I mean, it, yeah, I think you got to go with him. I think he's earned it at this point. And this is the but Sunday he, night game, right, Mike? This is the Sunday night I mean, night. This, this is, yeah, this is huge. Mm-hmm. This is a huge game. Huge right. playoff ramifications, division. I mean, uh, it, 
either one of these teams could feasibly win a division very easily. Uh, and the Browns, you know, they're starting to get their running game starting to get a little healthier. I don't know when Hunt is coming back. I'm not but, sure of Hunt's status. I've heard much about him at all. But Chubb and and De Ernest, you know, are, are very formidable. Mm-hmm. I don't think the the Beckham subtraction is is going to mean a lot to them in the long run. Miles Garrett, their defense is is formidable, but I don't think they can get it done in Baltimore. Assuming Lamar's back, I'm going to take the Ravens. Swizz, who you got? Taking Baltimore as well. I'm going to super psychoanalyze this situation and say Lamar being ruled out last week helped him for this week. You know, some extra days to scout the competition. Hopefully it comes in with fresh legs. We see that, you know, that quick burst from him. The Browns have had the Ravens number a number of times, but Ravens at home, Lamar fresh legs, going with the Ravens. Yeah, and just a a quick word of advice to um, Baker's wife slash girlfriend whatever she is and like various quarterback wives and girlfriends i don't think anyone is best served by twitter you know comments like calling out fans or possibly even teammates on twitter i don't think it helps your husband at all i don't think it helps the team i just don't think it helps anything and i know dad and what's what's worse your wife or your dad well i mean your dad you can kind of write off with the media if it was me i'd just be like that's my dad like he's an old man just leave the guy alone whatever your wife i mean the thing is i i I want wives and women to have all the say in the world in this in marriage and in your life i you know i'm a big supporter of women Overall, and I'm not trying to say this like stay in your place. You shouldn't be talking about this. None of that. I'm just saying, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it helps your cause at all. Because ultimately, when you're the quarterback of a franchise like this, do you need the fans to like you? I guess you don't need them to, but you really want them to. You want them to rally behind you. You really want them to support you. It helps you in contract negotiations, in my opinion. It helps the team as a whole. As And also, the quarterback has to be able to lead that locker room. They have to be able to. And when you have somebody say, no, these players, you know, the other guys aren't stepping up. My guy's playing through these injuries. I give them all the credit in the world for playing through the injuries, but I don't think the public comments helps anyone. And, you know, a few of the wives and stuff have said stuff, not just bakers, but I just think it's it was, not helpful. Yeah, yeah, it's stay the fuck off social media. I yeah. mean, it, just don't engage with yeah. people on social media because social media is a cancer that will ruin society someday. Mark my words. <laughs> yeah, it's anyway, no, one's, no one's career is uh, no one ever made a career on Twitter. They only ever ruined it. That's why I stay away from it. That's that's exactly right. Yeah, uh, good thing you don't have a career. To ruin Chris Swizzy. Well, he just lives <laughs> in the mountains of Colorado and lives off the land and things raises llamas. Simple man. <laughs> raises llamas out there. Uh, but thanks for joining us yeah. today, by the way. I'm he went into a payphone. Got- he went into <laughs> a payphone in town to get on this call, so he's good. Yeah, he went down to Salida uh, in town there and got on the uh, the payphone to join us. So thanks for that spending. Is, that was an insane name drop, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for rubbing your last two nickels together to join the living room champs. Yeah, Swizzy. we better get this last it. game in. Uh, Chris's time's about ready to run out on the oh, quarter. Oh, well, yeah. So. Let's let's go ahead and, and <laughs> let's move on to a real barn burner. Uh, we yes. got the what red, a game. We got the Red Hogs mm-hmm. playing host to your Seattle Seahawks. Len, who you got? Well, this game has 
historically been one of the most important games on the schedule when it's scheduled because as you guys know Ricky the Fink that was on the game on the week, uh, show a couple weeks ago is one of my best friends in this whole world we go way back from 30 plus years at this point he's a Washington fan I'm a Seahawks fan we've had several several text in uh, exchange and in-person exchanges over this game both franchises have had varying levels of competentness and disgustingness throughout the, our tenures and we've made fun of each other's draft picks and all kinds of things um, I told him the day of the draft when Andrew Luck went one and then our Gifford went two to his his team then the Redskins now the Red Hogs he was so excited and I told him that day because later in the third round a young man by the name of Russell Wilson would go to the Seahawks and I told him and everyone that would listen that Russell Wilson would be the best quarterback in that draft and as usual I was proven right over the history of time Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in that draft that being said it's time for Russell Wilson era to end in Seattle I'm ready for him to move on I'm ready for Pete Carroll to move on I'm ready for John Schneider to move on all or any combination of them can move on from my opinion I just think the clock has run out on this regime the greatest regime in Seahawks history so I, I'm not bitter in any way I'm very thankful on this week of Thanksgiving for everything that they've brought to the franchise everything but this week even at the postgame press conference Pete Carroll showed his frustration which he absolutely never does this is the first time he showed any frustration in his whole tenure in Seattle where he stormed out of the press conference never done it in fact even returned apologized and then kept going that's the kind of guy he is I love that about him he's a positive endlessly positive guy which is fantastic Russ the same way, always positive, and he says the finger's fine. I'm going to tell you one thing. If the finger's fine, then they're in a lot of trouble because he is not fucking good. He's not playing well. He's missing tons of throws. Their offense is inept now, and, when, and their defense has improved a little bit over the last four or five weeks. Now their offense is in the toilet. The franchise has no way forward with this combination of factors in my opinion uh, Carson's now done for the season Metcalf's visibly frustrated obviously Wagner the best middle linebacker in football but he his days are coming to an end Jamal Adams has ravaged that team of draft picks and he isn't good he doesn't I mean when he was blitzing he made some sacks now he can't cover anyone cost him the game against Arizona this week with a pass interference late the team's in shambles it's time for a complete teardown they're going to go in to the nation's capital. They're going to go in to play the Washington football team led by Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke. I forget his first name every single week. I don't care what it is. But they're playing. They beat the Buccaneers. They're on a little bit of a roll, the Washington team. Who they beat this week? They beat somebody this week. Was that uh, who they win this week? They won again, I think. They, they won the Rivera Bowl. Yeah, Reverables. They beat Carolina this week, right? And so I picked them, obviously, with my stellar 13-2 record. I picked them. And guess what? I'm going to pick them again because the Seahawks aren't any good. I don't think they can win this game. Um, and I think a complete and utter just bottoming out is what I'd like to see here, even though they don't have a first-round pick. I just think it needs to, they need to know they need to go in a different direction. I like Washington here. That's it. I'm I mean, sad. Both of these teams are disappointing. Right? I think we had higher expectations for both of these clubs going into the year. You're right. Russell doesn't look right at all. Mm. It, it's hard to say he's going to go into Washington on Monday night and, and fix that. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Right. 
Really? I mean, I mean historically, he's one of the best quarterbacks in Monday Night Football. He's also history kind of streaky. Prime time, but I just he showed no signs of being able he to. He is, do it. but this team right now just does not inspire confidence in any means. No. It's sad to see you in it at this point where you've where you've taken the Hogs over over your beloved. Season. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take the Hogs too. Russell is not going to capitalize in the capital this week. Swizz, end it for us. You got the Hawks or the Hogs? Just, I mean, you can attribute it to the finger, and, and maybe that's, you know, the, the rational way I should go, but just Russell Wilson can't be this bad, right? To do that three weeks in a row. Yeah, you, you never have before. Gonna, yeah, but I mean, this, this, the, the finger is the difference. I don't know. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. But I think top to bottom, that Washington team is just better. But Russell Wilson's on the field. Maybe his finger's better. Maybe he's figured it out. I'll go against you guys and go with the Seahawks. Yeah, and th- th- that's the thing with Russ out there. They can obviously beat anybody. They obviously have weapons there with Lockett and Metcalf that gives them the ability to beat any of these teams. They're not showing it, but, you know, it's it's just one game where Russ hits two, three, four of those deep balls, and all of a sudden they're winning 28-7 or something, and it, the snowball effect happens. But I just haven't seen any signs of it, and it's honestly depressing. It's it's To me, it's the clearly the end of an era, and Russ didn't want to be there after last season. I can't imagine how he'd possibly want to be back there after this season. And I've always said, no matter who the player is, and Russ is the greatest player in Seahawks history, I'd, no matter how good the player is, if he doesn't want to be there, then I don't want him there. I want people that want to be there. I mean, that's just all there that's is good. to it. That's a good point. Well, you know what, Len? We want you, the fans, mm-hmm. to be here with mm-hmm. us. In the living room. In the living room. All mm-hmm. of this week. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night, I don't even know what's going to happen. It's going to be a cornucopia of sorts. We have a, uh, a, a company uh, holiday party <laughs> of sorts. we got a lot of people actually physically in the living room for yeah. a little Thanksgiving Eve recording. We're going to do an episode of the Entertainment Center. How smooth it is, we're not sure. We're going to discuss the Netflix film, The Harder They Fall, and... A little co- a little conversation about Red Notice, another Netflix film starring The Rock and uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. But mostly, the harder they fall, a movie that my co-host John, John, and myself and Mike all watched. And I think we may have various uh, opinions of the movie. But I know me myself, big fan of the movie, so I'd recommend it. And we'll be talking about that for sure. And then, of course, a recording of the normal Wednesday recording of the Fantasy Funk House over this time. The man house himself will be live in wow. the living room, right? In That's the living a special room. occasion. He'll be on the love seat, probably by himself because he's a wide man. Yes, he he's gonna. He needs that. People whole love like seat. house and my he's, myself. You need a he's whole. He's gonna love spread seat. out. He's gonna take that love seat, and we're gonna give it to him. Mm-hmm. We're, we're gonna back off and give it to him. We'll try it. But week twelve, boys, we got we got a lot of of parity, a lot of a, a lot of, of good games. I think a lot we picked a lot games. of the same games, but we did. It's, it's but there's ever- also some there's also some opportunity here for a lot of people mm-hmm. to gain some ground, a lot of intrigue. Going back to what I said earlier, and I can clearly see this by his picks: intelligence, charisma, and kindness. Mm-hmm. That defines you, Chris Swizzy. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for joining us. Our fans, thank you to everyone. This is Thanksgiving, and we are giving our thanks to you. If I could give each one of you and Swizzy a bowl of stuffing, I would. Mm-hmm. That's how much I care about you, Swizzy, and our fans. Swizzy, thank you for joining us. 
We appreciate it. Yes, that. happy Thanksgiving, Chris. Give us your last Damn, words. What do you, you guys, got to say? Well, first of all, I appreciate your gratitude, but it's all on my end. I'm a big fan of the show. It's a great honor getting to be in here. Um, I'm thankful. You know, you thanked your fans earlier this episode, but the fans thank you as well for putting out good content for people to listen to in these trying times. So you guys are doing some great work out there. I love you, and I respect you both. Uh, we love you too, Chris. We appreciate you, you calling in. Take your time to walk down. He's going to make me cry. Ride that llama down to the payphone. He's gonna, he's, yeah. It's, a, it's an emotional time. Yeah, now, now, I have to, now I have to walk uphill. Uphill. Like, thankfully, you got that walking stick that you whittled with your bare hands out of an old oak tree. That's right. Well, Swizzy. We'll let you go. I know you probably have some Thanksgiving carols to sing because you got nothing better to do, and you certainly don't have to go to work tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> All right, you, you take care, boys. Love you, Chris. Thank bye you, bye. Swiz. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We will see you right back here next time in the living room. <laughs> <laughs>